It's April the 7th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey through God's Word. Today, we have come to the last two chapters of the book of Judges. I hope you're enjoying this time together. We've got friends and family members and small groups and Sunday school classes from all over America and around the world are joining with us for this reading of the Word of God. And that's something I should remind you about. When we read this, this is quite a story. It's, it's a shocking story today. Um, we're going to see some, this is a difficult part of the Old Testament in terms of uh, what it says. And yet, this is God's Word. So we ought to pray today as we try to pray every day. Lord, open the eyes of our heart so that we might behold wonderful things from your Word. We need the Lord to open our hearts or else this will simply be words on a screen or words on a piece of paper. Friends, this is God's Word. So thank you for joining us. Judges 20 and 21, let me just say this and we'll jump into the text. The whole book of Judges is a reminder of what happens when you do not follow the Lord, when you're not wholly committed to Him, that as long as there was a good judge leading the people, everything was great. The judge died, suddenly everything began to spiral downhill. I suppose you might say the book of Judges is Old Testament proof of what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Always good to remember. So, Judges 20 and 21. Let's read it together. All the Israelites from Dan to Beersheba and from the land of Gilead came out and the community assembled as one body before the Lord at Mizpah. The leaders of all the people and of all the tribes of Israel presented themselves in the assembly of God's people. 400,000 armed foot soldiers. The Benjaminites heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mizpah. The Israelites asked, tell us, how did this evil act happen? The Levite, the husband of the murdered woman, answered, I went to Gibeah and Benjamin with my concubine to spend the night. Citizens of Gibeah came to attack me and surrounded my house at night. They intended to kill me, but they raped my concubine and she died. Then I took my concubine and cut her in pieces and sent her throughout Israel's territory because they have committed a wicked outrage in Israel. Look, all of you are Israelites. Give your judgment and verdict here and now. Then all the people stood united and said, None of us will go to his tent or return to his house. Now this is what we will do to Gibeah. We will attack it. By lot, we will take ten men out of every hundred from all the tribes of Israel, and one hundred out of every thousand, and one thousand out of every ten thousand, to get provisions for the troops when they go to Gibeah and Benjamin to punish them for all the outrage they committed in Israel. So all the men of Israel gathered united against the city. Then the tribes of Israel sent men throughout the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What is this evil act that has happened among you? Hand over the wicked men in Gibeah so we can put them to death and purge evil from Israel. But the Benjaminites would not listen to their fellow Israelites. Instead, the Benjaminites gathered together from their cities to Gibeah, to go out and fight against the Israelites. On that day, the Benjaminites mobilized 26,000 armed men from their cities. Besides, 700 fit young men rallied by the inhabitants of Gibeah. There were 700 fit young men who were left-handed among all these troops. All could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. The Israelites, apart from Benjamin, mobilized 400,000 armed men, everyone an experienced warrior. They set out, went to Bethel, and inquired of God. The Israelites asked, Who is to go first to fight for us against the Benjaminites? And the Lord answered, Judah will be first. In the morning, 
the Israelites set out and camped near Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to fight against Benjamin and took their battle positions against Gibeah. The Benjaminites came out of Gibeah and slaughtered 22,000 men of Israel on the field that day. But the Israelite troops rallied and again took their battle positions in the same place where they positioned themselves on the first day. They went up, wept before the Lord until evening and inquired of him, should we again attack our brothers, the Benjaminites? And the Lord answered, fight against them. On the second day, the Israelites advanced against the Benjaminites. That same day, the Benjaminites came out from Gibeah to meet them and slaughtered an additional 18,000 Israelites on the field. All were armed. The whole Israelite army went to Bethel, where they wept and fat and sat before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. Then the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there, and Phinehas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, was serving before it. The Israelites asked, Should we again fight against our brothers, the Benjaminites, or should we stop? The Lord answered, Fight, because I will hand them over to you tomorrow. So Israel set up an ambush around Gibeah. On the third day, the Israelites fought against the Benjaminites and took their battle positions against Gibeah as before. Then the Benjaminites came out against the troops and were drawn away from the city. They began to attack the troops as before, killing about 30 men of Israel on the highway, on the highways, one of which goes up to Bethel and the other to Gibeah through the open country. The Benjaminites said, we are defeating them as before. But the Israelites said, Let's flee and draw them away from the city to the highways. So all the men of Israel got up from their places and took their battle positions at Baal Tamar, while the Israelites in ambush charged out of their places west of Geba. Then 10,000 fit young men from all Israel made a frontal assault against, Gib assault against Gibeah, and the battle was fierce. But the Benjaminites did not know that disaster was about to strike them. The Lord defeated Benjamin, in the presence of Israel, and on that day, the Israelites slaughtered 25,100 men of Benjamin. All were armed. Then, then the Benjaminites realized they had been defeated. The men of Israel had retreated before Benjamin because they were confident in the ambush they had set against Gibeah. The men in ambush had rushed quickly against Gibeah. They advanced and put the whole city to the sword. The men of Israel had a prearranged signal with the men in ambush. When they sent up a great cloud of smoke from the city, the men of Israel would return to the battle. When Benjamin had begun to strike them down, killing about 30 men of Israel, they said, they, they're defeated before us, just as they were in the first battle. But when the column of smoke began to go up from the city, Benjamin looked behind them, and the whole city was going up in smoke. Then the men of Israel returned, and the men of Benjamin were terrified when they realized that disaster had struck them. They re retreated before the men of Israel toward the wilderness, but the battle overtook them, and those who came out of the cities slaughtered those between them. They surrounded the Benjaminites, pursued them, and easily overtook them near Gibeah toward the east. There were 18,000 men who died from Benjamin. All were warriors. Then Benjamin turned and fled toward the wilderness to Rimon Rock, and Israel killed 5,000 men on the highways. They overtook them at Gedim and struck 2,000 more dead. All the Benjaminites who died that day were 25,000 armed men. All were warriors. But 600 men escaped into the wilderness to Rimon Rock and stayed there four months. The men of Israel turned back against the other Benjaminites and killed them with their swords. The entire city, the animals, and everything that remained. They also burned all the cities that remained. Chapter 21. 
other side of the story now. The men of Israel had sworn an oath at Mizpah. None of us will give his daughter to a Benjaminite in marriage. So the people went to Bethel and sat there before God until evening. They wept loudly and bitterly and cried out, Why, Lord God of Israel, has it occurred that one tribe is missing in Israel today? The next day, the people got up early, built an altar there, and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. The Israelites asked, Who of all the tribes of Israel didn't come to the Lord with the assembly? For a great oath had been taken that anyone who had not come to the Lord at Mizpah would certainly be put to death. But the Israelites had compassion on their brothers, the Benjaminites, and said, Today, the tribe has been cut off from Israel. What should we do about wives for the survivors? We've sworn to the Lord not to give them any of our daughters as wives. They asked, which city among the tribes of Israel didn't come to the Lord at Mizpah? It turned out that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp and to the assembly. For when the roll was called, no men were there from the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead. The congregation sent 12,000 brave warriors there and commanded them, go and kill the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the sword including women and dependents. This is what you should do. Completely destroy every male, as well as every woman who has gone to bed with a man. They found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had not been intimate with a man, and they brought them to the camp at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. The whole congregation sent a message of peace to the Benjaminites who were at Rimon Rock. Benjamin returned at that time, and Israel gave them the women they had kept alive from Jabesh Gilead. But there were not enough for them. The people had compassion on Benjamin because the Lord had made this gap in the tribes of Israel. The elders of the congregation said, What should we do about wives for those who are left since the women of Benjamin have been destroyed? They said, There must be heirs for the survivors of Benjamin so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. But we can't give them our daughters as wives. For the Israelites had sworn, Anyone who gives a wife to a Benjaminite is cursed. They also said, Look, there's an annual festival to the Lord in Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, east of the highway that goes up from Bethel to Shechem and south of Lebanon. Then they commanded the Benjaminites, Go and hide in the vineyards. Watch. And when you see the young women of Shiloh come out to perform the dances, each of you leave the vineyards and catch a wife for yourself among the young women of Shiloh and go to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers come to us and protest, we will tell them, show favor to them, since we did not get enough wives for each of them in the battle. You didn't actually give the women to them, so you are not guilty of breaking your oath. The Benjaminites did this and took the number of women they needed from the dancers they caught. They went back to their own inheritance, rebuilt their cities, and lived in them. At that time, each of the Israelites returned from there to his own tribe and family. Each returned from there to his own inheritance. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did whatever seemed right to him. End of the book of Judges. In these last chapters, you have immorality and idolatry, the warfare and wholesale slaughter. And then you have compassion toward Benjamin. And then you have the provision for wives for the men of Benjamin. And in all of this, God is God doing a couple of things here. Number one, he is judging sin. He is disciplining his people. He is showing them, if you do not take me seriously, this is what will happen to you. Nothing ever gets better if we disregard the Lord. 
If you decide to go your own way, things will never get better. You can, you can go your own way, but you aren't going to be happy where you end up. And this last verse reminds us God's way is always best. Those days there was no king, so it was every man for himself. Where does that lead to? Complete and total moral anarchy. So the stage is now set for, for Samuel to come on the scene and for the first of the three great kings, Saul, and then later David, and then Solomon. Folks, let's go out and have a great day. Let's serve the Lord. Let's be glad that we know him, and let's pray to be faithful in all that God gives us to do. Have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We've got a big surprise for you. God bless you. See you back here tomorrow.